How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Okay, before we get started, have you ever thought about doing what I'm doing right now? Starting your own podcast? Has anyone ever told you that it's complicated and you need a sound engineer, a studio, and all this major equipment to do so? Well, you don't need that. All you need is the Anchor app. It's free. They will pair you with sponsors that they find for you. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And let's start the show. Welcome to the Tea for the Queen podcast, the podcast where we try to keep our sanity in the era of staying woke. I am your host, Tiara Burns, and this is your episode. No, she's not the host. I guess you can say she's a guest host or a co-host today or just a special appearance, okay? And that will work. Well, actually, guys, I call her. Do you mind if I call you your name that I call you? Yeah. Um, I call her Thali. Um, everyone else in her life calls her Thal, which makes no sense to me. Thali sounds just fine. <laughs> um, so, Thal, where are you from? Um, originally, I'm from Marshall, Texas, mm-hmm. East Texas. But I made my big journey to Dallas, Texas. When? Um, around three years ago. I moved after I graduated with my associates. Okay. So. Okay. What do you do now? Right now, I am searching for a job. So okay. if anybody is hiring. What do you do? Tell us what you do. Um, so right now, I do digital marketing. Currently, I'm doing digital marketing for El Centro Theater Department. I'm also interning with Project Beauty. Mm-hmm. I'm also a barista. Okay. As most people who just get out of college are. <laughs> That's okay. That's completely okay. So, Val, I brought you on today because, as you know, on this show, we uh, the aim of the show is to talk about uh, things we need to be woke about and conversations that make, make us a little bit uncomfortable about what's going on in the world. And um, we're going to talk about your organization later on, but I wanted to ask you about what do you think about beauty right now in 2020 what do you think any of that is like how is it defined I feel like beauty is very static Mm -hmm. when it comes to how we perceive beauty um I feel like now that I've gotten older I see like more of a wide range of beauty and what beauty can be known as but also growing up in like a small east Texas town there's only like one definition of beauty so Which is what? What's the definition of beauty in East Texas? (laughs) Um, White, straight hair, Mm -hmm. or permed hair, or having like a wig or something. Skinny, Mm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of very feminine. Okay. And unfortunately, I didn't fit in with all of that. Okay. I was definitely the opposite of most of that. (laughs) How are you the opposite of that? Um, I know it was hard for my grandparents to kind of be okay with, and sometimes like my sister and my mom, Mm -hmm. but I never, I don't feel like I fit into like your stereotypical feminine standards. Like I don't feel comfortable wearing uh, heels, 
dresses maybe once in a while mm-hmm. but I have like this weird reaction when I wear dresses and skirts I just why I don't know it's weird do you feel weird in them or something it, it kind of does mm-hmm. I, I, I feel weird uh I definitely talked to my partner about it um I was trying to like get dressed up for a date and everything and I just I just felt so uncomfortable in a dress I was like this isn't me mm-hmm. I just I can't I can't so I, I definitely didn't fit in with that I didn't like my hair being straight I hated perms because mm-hmm. we both know. Have you had perms? Uh, yeah, when I was six. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was the thing to do. Like, I made a big deal with my mom. I was like, hey, I'm turning six years old. I want a perm, blah, blah, blah. I got it. My hair fell out. So, yeah, that's my story with that. And I think, <laughs> actually, I think I had it one more time when I was like 11 for Easter Sunday. I just really want the curls and the pigtails like some of the other girls had. And I thought that was what I needed. And I did not need that. Yeah. Girl, I had a perv. But also, I think around 15, I had a jerry curl. I did that too. I yeah. hated I that, that <laughs> so much. It was a lot to deal with. Oh my God. And then I was also going through that weird emo phase. Yep. Where I wanted to have like really long bangs. But also the perm was kind of making my hair thin out mm-hmm. so by that I ended up getting like the back of my head shaved and having like long bangs and then my mom didn't want to pay somebody like extra to like re like touch me up mm-hmm. so she went to one of her friends at the church and she like patched me in the back real good what do you mean patched you in the back like I had a bald spot in the back of my head oh, and then wow. she put another one on the other side of match oh wow okay yeah. that's nice well that's what friends are for <sighs> To shave holes into their dark, your their, their dark, friend's dark yeah. head. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wanted to dye my hair, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that I had to bleach it. So I had gold highlights. Okay. So, did you like the gold highlights at least? Um, at first, and then I got made fun for it. So, Why? Well, mm, mm, I don't know why. I don't know why people make fun of me for a certain thing. What did they say? Oh, they would just definitely make fun of it. I don't know. I guess it's because they thought that it just looked weird. But mm-hmm. then again, I was picked on a lot for being different. Okay. For like, you know, I'm not having the best clothes because like my mom was a single mom and she did what she could. But now like, I think a few years after, like she got in a car wreck and a few years after that, I kind of started to be conscious about like, what everybody else thought of me because they would bring it up we mm. couldn't really afford clothes so we went to goodwill we got donations and stuff uh i definitely couldn't get my hair done as often mm. that also got made fun of and also the way i spoke what do you mean by the way you spoke i it told you you talk white yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i had that issue too yeah i was told i talk white so many times told i was a um Oreo, all of that. Oh, yeah. But it was all, it was always from my own people who said that. But Yeah, facts. Always from my own people. And it's just honestly like I'm grateful that I've grown up to like understand that like there's no one way to be black. Yeah. And there's no like one way to talk. Like black folks down south talk different than black folks up north. Right. Black folks in the West Coast and the East Coast talk different. And then, like, when you get there, like, certain counties and regions mm-hmm. have different... Like, there's no one way to talk like a black person. I think that's the thing that I liked about college. I kind mm-hmm. of... 
it kind of reinforced my standards of beauty. Mm-hmm. I had this one friend that I met. Um, her name was Laracia, and she was the first person I ever seen with like natural hair. Mm. And I thought just she just worked it real good. Okay. And I was so jealous of it. So I started talking to her about it, and she was like pretty much saying. So, I don't know what you're doing right now, because it seems like you're transitioning already, so let's just cut it off today. Wow. And I was like, okay, won't my grandparents be upset? And she was like, well, it's not their hair. Wow. Okay. Because I was told most of my life, Mm -hmm. whenever I did want to go natural, they were like, well, you're not the one paying for it, so you're not allowed to do it. Well, if no one's paying for it, then what's the issue? Exactly. (laughs) So, it took me a while to come out to my grandparents about my hair. Mm-hmm. By the time my mom was in Dallas, so she didn't know. So, I wore a really bad wig for a good few months. Wow. Isn't that crazy that, like, we have to, like, come out about our hair? It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, black women have to come out about our hair, like, embracing our own hair. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think because we're just so expected to, like follow you know what I mean like follow what we're what we're supposed to do to be I guess you can say like seen as beautiful in our society which is dominated by white people um we have to come out of like I guess the closet about our hair or cover it you know what I mean isn't that weird and the partner that I did have then he was not happy about Mm. me cutting off my relaxed hair okay that was interesting was he natural yeah, his hair was like naturally curly already. Mm-hmm. And it was, now that I'm really thinking about it, it was pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty fucked up. Because mm-hmm. like, he just seemed very disappointed. He asked me why. I think he called me a bitch about it. Oh, wow. It was very interesting. Weird. And he said he was joking. That's not no, about. no, but, no, no, no. Uh, just seeing how he didn't take that as well and the partner that I do have now, mm-hmm. it's nice to know not everybody thinks a certain way. And I think it's about time, like, I changed my mindset on what beauty is. Like, now, I don't give a fuck. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm okay. I, I don't care about shaving facial hair. Maybe once in a while. Mm-hmm. Maybe for an interview. Okay. I'll occasionally shave the okay. stench a little bit. Okay. Um, Underarms? No. Legs? No. So you don't shave your underarms? No. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> your legs either? No. Oh, man, I'm a bad feminist. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because, like... I mean, I haven't I haven't shaved in a while, but it's actually funny you brought it up because growing up, I, I don't know why this was in my head. In the winter months, I would not shave anything on my body. Mm-hmm. That was my whole... I was like, I'm not shaving at all when it's cold outside. And my logic was, you know, how do bears stay alive in the cold weather? How do they hibernate for all those months and not freeze to death? Mm-hmm. The hair on their body. So my logic was they're a mammal. I'm a mammal. If I have more hair on my body while it's cold outside, I won't be so cold. Does that make sense? Yeah. My mom didn't care for it. Yeah. But she also didn't like us shaving our legs. The thing is. I got a, me and my sister got a whooping for shaving our legs. My grandma didn't like that either. She was like, if you don't shave, you won't grow anything. Oh, well, you're a hairless woman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sitting here growing this full-on mustache, and I have my legs, <laughs> and they're just super hairy. And I don't know if it's, like, if anybody else can see it, but I notice it so much that I used to shave very often. Mm-hmm. Now I shave maybe once every eight, ten months. Wow. Because I, 
I, I'm just, I feel like it's just me being lazy. Not my feminist part. I just feel like that's just me being lazy. Wow. Because <laughs> I'm like, you know what? They're going to have to take it how to take it. I got to do it every month and a half at most. You're a good one. I go through a good three or four razors for one leg. Well, I actually don't use razors. I use razors. I, I can't use, do wax. I don't do wax. What do you do? I use a cream. Hair removal cream. Let me tell you a story. Uh-oh. About... What happened? <laughs> okay, so... I had an ex-stepdad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a whole situation. Uh, that is a whole different topic, I feel like. Okay. Um, but... He had, like, this whole dominance over the bathroom. I know it's weird, but mm-hmm. there's, like, four of us trying to use one bathroom. And if he needed to go, we all need this Paul Get out. Do what we're doing. So he can go. And he took such a long time. I had mare on my legs. He took such a long time. I burned my legs from the nair. Ever since then, I don't use hair removal cream anymore. Oh, my God. So. Well, you're not supposed to leave it there. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. So I just, either I shave, and I'm an impatient shaver, mm-hmm. you'll be horrified if you see me shave, or I just kind of just let, let it be. So do you think that shaving is like a um, a ridiculous standard of beauty expectations for women? Oh, for sure. Why? If men don't have to do it, why should we have to do it? Like, it makes no sense. But why should we not do it just because men don't do it? I feel like it's just the standard. You know, because people expect women to shave their legs and shave their armpits, but they never expect men to do that. That's my mindset. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can shave if you want to. Do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's just not my choice to. I get it. Hmm. If you're disgusted by my leg hair, you got a lot of other things to be worried about. I'm not disgusted by your leg hair. I'm just curious. No, I'm, I'm talking about oh. in general. In general. Yeah, okay. no. Okay. <laughs> no. I'm just, I'm just, I was just saying. Okay. Yeah. So um, going back to like, current standards of beauty um one thing that i see online is like the like we have you have the body positivity movement right Right. and then you also have i don't know what the movement is but maybe like hyper makeup movement let's just call it the hyper makeup movement um what explain the hyper hyper makeup movement okay hyper makeup movement is like this entire like industry and following in this like trend of like having your face beat for the gods okay like three to four layers of makeup contouring giving yourself the nose that you wish your mother had given you all of that all of that but i think that is a standard now Mm -hmm. like people just expect it like i thought i was doing fine on how i do my makeup right like i thought i looked good just like you know hide my blemishes or whatever shouldn't have to do that in the first place but this whole craze of like contouring and you know powder and setting and eyebrows all this everyone's doing their makeup the same so mostly everybody's like starting to look the same i get that i understand that how powerful is the cox network so powerful that one day the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away connecting to remote operating room giving a whole new meaning to the term house call operation complete the cox network with gig speeds everywhere it's internet built for tomorrow today cox bringing us closer in cox serviceable areas speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms apply other restrictions may apply Okay, here's how Miro works. See, it's amazing. What's everyone doing at David's desk? 
Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another hundred meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay, I'm on board. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M I R O.com. You know, the, what? No. That's why I don't understand, like, you know how you go on an explore page on Instagram or something and you see, like, makeup, but mm-hmm. it just all looks the same. There's, like, this weird thing I have with eyebrows, though. What do you mean? <sighs> okay. So maybe it's because I'm blessed with a like pretty. You have very full eyebrows. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, besides like that scar, but besides that, like okay. I have good eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's the whole thing of you know how when people draw on their eyebrows that you can obviously see that it's like a straight line and drawn yes. on. Yeah. That bothers me for some reason. Why does that bother you? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I think it's because I like want to color it. Because it's like an outline. Oh, so you see people without it being colored. Yes. Colored in. Yes. Because I know for me, like, I get my eyebrows tinted. Mm-hmm. So, but I've never seen, like, the coloring. I just, I don't know. With the whole eyebrow thing, um, I think that the obsession has changed. Because if you remember in the early 2000s, everybody's eyebrows were pencil like, thin. Uh, they are yeah. barely there. <laughs> now we, like, have, like, there's this craze for, like, these extremely, extremely thin thick eyebrows mm-hmm. and it's it, do you think that the um hyper i'm going to keep saying hyper makeup movement yeah. do you think that it is damaging to women and what's expected of us to be beautiful um i don't know i feel like there's different ways to go about it i think also maybe it could be something that can empower themselves within but also i don't feel like that should be a standard mm-hmm I don't want to have my face beat if I'm just going to Aldi's to go get something to eat. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but also, I guess it's also you needing to feel comfortable with yourself enough to be like, okay, well, this isn't up to par. Not, well, quote unquote par. What do you mean by up to par? Up to par, like, you know, the hyper... Hyper makeup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quote unquote. That's why I quote unquote. What is par? Like, having your face beat or... Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It makes me think. Have you watched Black Lady Sketch Show? Mm-hmm. It makes me think of the Bad Bitch Club. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I yeah. think about. So if you're at that point yeah, to where you can't wear house shoes, yeah. you have to wear heels as house shoes, mm-hmm. we got a problem. But if it's something that you want to do and you feel the need to do, then I don't know if it's necessarily like destroying. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Because I, I, then again, it's something I never considered for myself. And I think that, um, I think that we both have an advantage because of the type of accounts that we interact with on social media. Mm-hmm. I interact with a lot of body positivity online. Yeah. 
But then there are a lot of people who follow, I don't know, future girlfriends or whoever, like baby mama, and they all follow the shade room. And like, they're all into all of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So my question, the reason I ask that is because a lot of women feel like they feel like they have to be, I guess, a member of the bad bitch club. Right. And if they're not, they're not reaching, like, the standard of what's expected for them as a woman nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I can understand that. At times, I get that feeling, mm-hmm. to be honest. Kind of like, oh, well, I feel like I have the thing where I think almost every woman probably has this. They can see the beauty in everything else except themselves. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel like that definitely does not help with that. Because you see all these women kind of look the same. Yeah. And it's at the point where nobody's really unique anymore. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a BBL. Everybody's sponsored <laughs> for Fashion Nova. <laughs> yeah, sponsored by Fashion Nova. Like, it's... What? You shake, she's shaking her head no. <laughs> Why are you shaking your head no? Oh no, it's just the fact that that's kind of what it is now. Like, that's a trend now. Mm-hmm. But also... At first, when you were talking about hyper makeup thing, I don't know why I thought you were talking about black fishing. No. <laughs> oh my god, no. But we're not talking about Ariana Grande. No, no, we're not talking about that. But also, that can't that kind of relate to that in a way? What do you mean? How how would that relate to black fishing? Like, I'm not justifying nothing. Because I feel like we both have the same opinion on that. Okay. But when it comes to, um, I guess, women are thinking they can look a specific way and a standard of beauty. What if it's like black women are becoming that's part of like becoming that standard of beauty. So they feel the need to do this extra stuff when they don't really need to. Um, the thing about that, I guess I agree with you, black women are we've always been the standard of beauty but i think that the i think that the the standard and the expectation and what people are looking for is hmm, how do i say this it's the same have you heard of hot and top venus before no i haven't she is a um Sorry, guys, it's hot in here. Um, but she is a black woman who was captured from a country in Africa. This is like in the early centuries. Um, of course, during colonial times, that's when all the good shit happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is a black woman who was captured. I can't remember from what country. It may have been Zimbabwe. It may have been South Africa. But they saw her and they were they had never seen a body like hers. She had a little waist, a big bottom, large breasts, curvaceous woman, like a black, you know, like a standard black woman. What they did with her, um, they put her in a museum. And when she died, they took her body parts and had them on display. Okay, I've heard of it. That's hot and top Venus. And I think that the, I think that it just rings truth of the fascination of a black woman's body. Um, And I think that body, that body type is the fascinate fascination as well you know what i'm saying i'm not saying it's a bad thing or anything like that um but are they emulating us in adoration or is are they seeing it as a 
cartoon or a caricature of what a curvy body is and trying to recreate that. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I think there's a very thin line because I don't look like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's a lot of black women who don't look like that. And then and now you have black women who are just trying to look like like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and even in the people are getting like all these surgeries and everything. Like, they're just, it's a whole industry, like, to make people look like an um, Instagram model, <laughs> per se. Yeah. And I think that um, there's a thin line between, um, they say imitation is the highest form of a compliment. They do, but I think it's just like it's weird because it's like are is it like adoration or is it just them just trying to perpetuate this standard of what they see our bodies are like what they see a black woman should be. You know what I mean? Like getting the lip injections, you know stuff like that like all all of that like it's like they don't understand that, like, people are many-faceted bodies right. come in all shapes and sizes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the standard of beauty is shift from an unreal unrealistic thing for everybody to another unrealistic thing for everybody. Yeah. Although they see it as progressive, it's not really that it's progressive. It's not really progressive. Because the standard of beauty is mainly a curvaceous woman who's light-skinned, who has straight hair still. Or a long, wet, wavy weave. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sorry. Let me see. Uh, I think it's Brazilian loose wave. No, I, like I just that. haven't heard deep wave. Wet like and that. wavy in such a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the standard, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I don't, I don't know. I just I wish it wasn't that way. Um, and I think before, like it was, people wanted to have like Barbie shape. You know what I mean? Like, slim yeah. hips, big boobs, you know. When I was coming up, people were getting breast implants left and right, you know. But now they're getting breast implants and butt implants and lip injections, you know. And then it's starting to look the same anyway. Every What's starting to look the same? All of it. It is starting to look the same. Everybody looks the same. So, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I think the standard of beauty is very different. Um, and I really brought up hyper makeup because, um, I have a cousin who's in high school, right? Mm-hmm. I've been her high school and I've seen like the kids there and the girls who are there, they have their faces done up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think that, um, um, young women are allowed to just like grow into their own beauty? Okay, define girl into their own beauty. Like, have an awkward phase. Um, I always feel like somebody should have an awkward phase because my awkward phase was there until I turned 20 years old. So, Amen, me too. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> if I had to wear high foot jeans mm-hmm. and some really bad tinnies, mm-hmm. you have to too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With the little beads of the braids. The beads and oh yeah. That hit you in the face when you turned your head. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that awkward phase, are you really, you know Are you really like have you really matured as a person? Exactly. If you didn't have not didn't have to go through that? I felt like also having that awkward phase can kind of humble you a little bit. Yeah. You it can does. go back and kinda look at where you came from. Yeah. Yeah. And know that you could go back there if you <laughs> if I, if I mess up one time. <laughs> you had a slip. 
If you have a little bit of slim, you can go right back there. Yeah. Ill-fitting polo shirts and high button jeans. Mm-hmm. Right there. I had overalls and cornrows that stopped at the bottom mm-hmm. of my neck. And my mom wouldn't put beads on them or anything like that. She just let them sit there. So I looked like Al- Allen Iverson in overalls. <laughs> <laughs> you picture that I, I had these like really really baggy camo shorts mm-hmm. camo shorts with like what is it called cargo pants okay my mom threw those away why cause she was like I hate how those look on you <laughs> but I ain't gonna lie I did look a hot mess <laughs> but I also feel like without that awkward phase you can't really find your own personal unique mm-hmm. style and what works for you Yeah. if it wasn't for me having that thick ass black eyeliner I wouldn't feel like know exactly what works well with my eye shape specifically mm-hmm. I feel like part of that kind of journey of discovering yourself is kind of discovering what works with you and what doesn't work with you what you're comfortable with what you're not comfortable with not what looks good to everybody else but kind of doesn't fit you because honestly Every time I get my face kind of like, I guess, hyper... I should hyper makeup? Hyper makeup. Or you can just say I get my face done. Hyper beat. <laughs> okay, sure. Hyper beat. That's cool too. I, I, don't, I don't feel like myself. Mm-hmm. I only feel comfortable if I do it myself. Because I guess it's also me being proud of what, like, kind of what I did and what I created. Mm-hmm. And also just something that kind of like is a personal thing to me and I kind of personalized my face yeah <laughs> in such a way I see what you mean so I, I I get what you mean I know like um me when I I I, I can't remember I don't think I've had my makeup done by someone else since prom but um when I do my makeup it does like I don't know it just feels like it feels good you know what I mean like it just it feels good, like, cause maybe because it's a like makeup is a form of self care, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that brings me to like, guys, um, Thal works for Project Beauty. What do you do for them? Uh, currently, I'm a marketing intern for them. Okay. So pretty much, Project Beauty is a nonprofit organization mm-hmm. that kind of helps empower and encourage um, survivors of domestic abuse, primarily women and children. And okay. so far, they're doing pretty good. Uh, they're helping the local community in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Okay. And uh, where are they based? Uh, currently, they're based in Dallas, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you said they work with people um, who are in escaping, you said escaping domestic abuse? Yes. So, they go to, like, shelters, mm. and they kind of kind of spend time with the women and the children. Um, I know that they had kind of self-care kits for them nice. that they receive. Uh, we also do fundraising events mm-hmm. to kind of donate to, I believe they donate to the shelters. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far, I talked to Jo Lamb. So Jo Lamb is pretty much my cousin. Okay. <laughs> and she kind of founded this because she herself was in the same situation mm-hmm. as those ladies. And when she was talking to me, it was kind of breathtaking how like enlightened she was. Mm-hmm. Like it, like a light kind of lit up in her about it. Because um, she was also in those situa- that situation. And she was saying that she would save up a little bit of money and kind of go get her hair done. And how that kind of was a good form of self-care for her to kind of go back out there and do what she needs to do. Mm-hmm. So it's more of, I guess, yeah, self-care.
How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Self-care is more crucial than people think. And Project Beauty is definitely helping with that. Yeah. So have you had to um, use self-care before to for yourself? I'm still working on my self-care. Yeah. <laughs> um, so before, I know I had this one bad breakup. And my self-care was taking care of my hair. Mm-hmm. I was thriving. Now... I'm still working on it, <laughs> but I was thriving. Uh, it's something about doing something for yourself and like you knowing that, I don't know, it's like another part of me mm. that I can care for, even though at times I was made to make myself feel selfish for trying to take care of myself. But now. Why would you feel selfish for that? It was just the way I was kind of raised. I don't know if it's like a black. See, it's. I was, about to say, I was about to say that. <laughs> No, it is. It's a black thing, um, especially for black women. We're not necessarily taught to um, put ourselves before the household. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like we tend to sacrifice more. I know for me, like I've gone through the thing where like I um, I felt bad for like doing stuff for myself where I was like or even like I had a point where I was like, who cares about looking good, blah, blah, blah. And that became from a resentment of my mom would always in, in the church. They will always say stuff like, okay, don't look like what you're going through. Yeah. And to me, it was dishonest. You know what I'm saying? If I'm going through hell and I need to look like hell right now, I'm just going to look like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's, that's just what it is. But I realized that sometimes the outward, like, of course, the inward reflects the outward. But sometimes the outward can reflect back inside. Does that make sense? Like, that's something I had to learn how to do. Like, even, like, 2019 was a hell of a year. But I've taken, like, Sundays to, like, give myself a bath. Give myself, like, a mask. Like, just, like, take at least 30 minutes to breathe. You know what I mean? Like, and um, I know you said that's something that you're working on. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing to, like, try to fit it in? Or, like, are you doing anything for that? At first, my self-care was therapy. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, 
it's not I feel like it's not a well-known type of self-care yeah but having therapy sessions and going somewhere and talking to someone is so helpful yeah so helpful um right now I'm trying my best not to be a workaholic okay it's really hard yeah it's, <laughs> it's really easy. hard yeah um so lately I've kind of just been I think I've been I got this uh burn after writing book what's that it's like a book I found at Five Below. Wow. <laughs> it was pretty much, um, they ask you questions and you kind of answer it realistically without feeling judged. It's supposed to be like a personal book to yourself. Mm-hmm. So I do that to occupy any like negative thoughts that I do have. And then even so, I have to go through my coping mechanisms and I take my coping mechanisms as a form of self-care, even though I physically can't do anything too much right now. That... And I'm trying to wash my hair as soon as I can. <laughs> okay. So that's that's how you're doing it. Yeah, I need to do more. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like, guys, we're going to have a conversation off the air. But no, um, I think you do. And I get like, I'm sure that like, even like the clients at your organization, I'm sure they probably get in the mode of, okay, it's what I'm going through. I'm in survival mode. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you're in survival survival mode, that's all you can think about is surviving. You know what I mean? Right. But you also have to understand that like we are human and we're not machines. Like we gotta like step back and say, Oh, let me take a deep breath. Because like I, I always like to use the analogy of like I can't um I can't pour into anything or anyone else or hell even myself if my cup is empty. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's and I think that's why the the work of Project Beauty is important because um I did some research and I saw that every nine seconds a woman is um every nine seconds a woman is assaulted. Right. Um and that's globally. So like we've been talking for thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Just think about how many times a woman got insult- assaulted this mm-hmm. in this time. You know what I mean? Right. And sometimes it doesn't end up well for them. A lot of times they end up on the streets or they end up um what do you call it? Or they end up trafficked. Trafficked. Homeless. All these things. Yeah. And I think that um those situations put they put women in children in a place that makes them very very vulnerable and it's easy for them to forget about themselves when they are so vulnerable you know what i mean right yeah so um i do want to hear more about project beauty though Mm -hmm. so right now what are you guys working on right now we're doing a fundraising thing um Mm -hmm. so we have a paint sip and support which is a painting with a twist yeah so that's a fundraising event. We also are going to have like a couple of pampering days where we go to shelters and kind of pamper the ladies there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any other events. Let me check real quick. She has a lot of things. Um, well, planned. I mean, I think And she's always... also trying to meet, I think, 100 businesses within the next 10 months. Okay. So. That's cool. If you want to kind of connect with our founder, Joe Lamb, and if you're a business that is wanting to be involved within the community and doing a really good cause, mm-hmm. then you can DM us at Project Beauty DFW on okay. Instagram and Project Beauty, I believe, DFW on Facebook as well. 
Okay. And our website is theprojectbeauty.org. So on social media, like, um, it's, it hasn't been the birth, um, but I guess you can say it's a rebranding or a reawakening of a, it used to be called the Fat uh, Positivity Movement, if you didn't know it was actually called that before, mm -hmm. um, the Body Positivity Movement. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? I love it. Really? I really love it. Um, if I would have had that whenever I was... Um, in high school or middle school, I would have been so, I would have been like the unstoppable bad bitch that I am now, oh, but sooner. No. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, growing up, I was shamed so much for my own body, the way mm -hmm. it was. And I know there was a couple of times where my aunts would like restrict how much I was eating so I would lose weight. Yeah. So just to have that and knowing that kids nowadays are kind of coming into themselves as such a thing it's just it's nice to know that you know the future generation is besides Tide Pot the future generation is doing well <laughs> yeah and vaping yeah and vaping Tide Pots and vaping um yeah I I honestly I love the body positivity movement um I do think that it has its flaws yes definitely do um I do think that sometimes skinny women try to Columbus it. You know what I mean? Which is which is fine, but they can they can um participate in the body positive movement. I think that it's okay for um a skinny woman to, you know, be body positive. Um, but I also think that it is a movement that is mostly beneficial for fat women. Right. You know what I mean? Um Yeah, I just I like the body positive positive movement. I I just I don't know. I sometimes I think that uh, you know. Do you remember when like the natural hair movement had started to have coming around? When was this? The early two thousands. I didn't know about that. You don't know about the natural hair movement? I didn't know when it started. What the heck? Again, I told you the only natural hair person I've ever seen. It started. Do you remember when I am not my hair came out? My I love that. Song. That was that like, was when it started. Yeah, I didn't know. That. Yeah, it took it took a while, but I'm hella late to the game. No, it's okay. You're in the game, <laughs> and that's fine. Um, but no, the um, when that happened, you had people. I don't like this term. I think that is insensitive, but people call them natural hair Nazis. You know what I mean? Oh, people okay, who would that. be like, and I'm I'm gonna say just natural hair police. I'm gonna say natural hair police. Yeah. Um, people who would be like, that's not natural. Because your hair not is natural. Dyed. Your hair is dyed. Yeah. Ah, you use parabens in your stuff, and blah, blah, blah. it was just like, okay, this is too much. I'm not sure that my hair was the issue. You know what I mean? Um, do you think that the body positive uh, movement has some of that? I definitely feel like there's always that little bit of you. Okay. Those few that who probably take it way more than it needs to be. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like no matter what good movement there is, there's definitely going to be a couple of... Extreme. Yeah. Extreme people. But I feel like that's kind of inevitable. Okay. Good. So who are your um, people you follow in the movement who give you like the encouragement? Well, obviously Lizzo. 
Really? Okay. <laughs> Lizzo. <laughs> okay. Um, Lizzo for a bunch of things. I think, number one, she was very empowering to me at a time where I... This was before she blew up, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was very... I've been, I've been listening to her for some years. Yeah, she was very empowering to me before... Um, before I felt the need to kind of be okay with myself. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like me rediscovering myself again, and her music helped a lot with that. Yeah. And who else is there? I feel like I don't follow... I don't know if I even follow. I think it's just by the people I follow. Mm-hmm. I just follow people like me so I, see what you mean. I think I learned that from my therapist mm-hmm. I know I told her that like I was definitely having some Christ like identity crisis as most I'm pretty sure people have because mm-hmm. I was telling her how like I feel like I'm not black enough sometimes and which is nice to have a black lady therapist I love my black lady love therapist black lady shout therapist. out to you because <laughs> we be in that session she'd be like okay girl and I'm like thank you <laughs> And it's nice to have like that reassurance <laughs> mm-hmm. of somebody who understands, understands the same yeah. like social construct you're mm-hmm. under, and mm-hmm. she can kind of give you like that. Hey, it's normal. I go through that kind of thing. So I follow more people who are like me because of that. I know there's this girl who I follow. She's from BuzzFeed. Her name is Jazz. Mm-hmm. I follow I Jazz, her. Yeah, she's a bad bitch. Yeah. I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? I follow Nabella. Noor? I recently I feel followed like I her. Know who that is, yeah. Yeah, she's Bengali and she like does mm-hmm. makeup and she has like this whole empowerment um clothing way. Clothing okay. line. Okay. <laughs> clothing line. Um I don't know if I follow that me. I never really pay attention. I only pay attention because I follow a lot of like black anime based stuff. Okay, well never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> I follow black anime. When it comes to makeup Finding makeup that kind of suits me, mm-hmm. I follow Jackie Anna. Fair. Yeah. I like her. I I feel like I can relate with her. Yeah. Really well. She's pretty cool. And I, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, me and her have a similar skin tone, so I, I do like her when I do see her videos. I don't follow her on um, the like phone social media but i do subscribe to her youtube channel follow her on twitter and she'd be cracking me up really <laughs> i need to follow her then <laughs> she'd be cracking me up on twitter <laughs> i need to follow her who do you follow um jessamine stanley mm-hmm. she had a lot to do with me um deciding to do yoga training um i used to follow ashley of course i follow lizzo um i also follow the she's all fat pie those people it's a podcast. Oh, I also follow Nicole Byer. I love Nicole Byer. I told you I met her, right? Yeah, and you didn't take me. That's a whole nother I should have taken somebody else because that date was trash. It was trash. <laughs> um, next time, I'm only taking my friends to things, not girls who are trash. But anyways, um, um, yeah, so I do follow Nicole Byer. I used to follow Jamila Jamil. I follow her. But sometimes she can be an agent of the resistance. So, um, what? No, I was like, explain. Oh, she, well, she used to have an eating disorder, which is cool or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, it's not cool that she had an eating disorder. Let me no. scratch that. <laughs> but that's her story. She used to have an eating disorder. So she can participate in the um, body positivity thing. Mm-hmm. But I think she's on, there's like, you know. Are you talking about the detox tea thing she's been doing? 
She's been doing a detox tea? No, she's been calling people out for those detox teas. Oh, she should call them out. Okay. Yeah, she I was should. like, which one? Um, I think that uh, sometimes she can... Um, she has the privilege of being a thin person yeah. in the movement, so she gets more attention. Does that make sense? Yeah. A lot of times... Because um, people come about thin people differently about body positivity oh, yeah. than they do like, old, like fat people. Yeah, because they like, think that... Uh, Fat people don't have any self-control. Like, the same thing mm-hmm. that Lizzo does is the same thing Meg Thee Stallion does, but people are okay with Meg Thee Stallion doing certain things, and they're not okay with You're Lizzo. You're very right, because her... No, don't... She should not have had her ass cheeks out at the at the game. But if it was somebody else... Nobody else would do that. <laughs> you didn't need... She didn't need to do that. She did. No, she did not need to do that. That was extra, and very poorly. She did not thought out. <laughs> It was like they gave her a shirt and she said, oh, this is going to be thick on my thighs. I need to let some room. <laughs> you think her space. PR publicist would be like, sit down, sit down. I don't think that person was with them at the time. <laughs> I think it was her, her friends. <laughs> and somebody had a phone. And she was like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> um, I'm going to let it out. I didn't think she, pers- I really don't think she needed to do that. Uh, that's all. And it has nothing to do with her body or her size. If she was Cardi, it would have been the same way. And then a lot of people have tried to say, oh, well, Prince did it. Prince was on a stage performing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was talking about, in general, her like Instagram stories and everything. Her Instagram stories are great. Yeah, I don't find anything wrong with them. And I do think that because she's big, um, it's not as accepted oh, at yeah. all. Like, if, like you said, if she was Megan... It'd be a completely different story. And we know that certain people, not certain people, but there are people in the community who are very, you know, fat phobic. Like who? No, I'm just meaning the black community. There are people who are fat phobic. Yeah, there are. Very, very fat phobic. We were raised on fat phobic ideas. Yeah. So. (laughs) Which is wild because um, most of us are fat. Um, I think it's just a different layer of self-hatred. But um, the odd thing is, most of my family they're not like they started off super skinny and mm-hmm. they just got to where they are and they're not even like overweight the only person who's like overweight in my family really is my mom and my mom's been so she's been more positive about me and my body mm-hmm. than anybody in my family has wow so she'll tell me like things that she's just worried that i'll get like health problems that she does but besides that she's just tells me that it's my body I should be okay with I am. It doesn't matter because they're not the one that's like doing things for me. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm unhealthy. I'm just thick. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess it's also people assuming that, like, just because you're bigger, you're unhealthy. Mm-hmm. When I'm sitting over here eating salads and vegan shit, you're over there eating your greasy ass hamburger. But, you know, that's a whole other People can be skinny <laughs> fat. You can be skinny fat. Yeah, I think that, um,. I think there's just a um, a lot to be said about body positivity. And I also think that um, it's something that black women definitely can benefit from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, for like, because we're not taught to be okay with our bodies wherever we are. My, like, every time I see my grandma, my great-grandma, my great-grandma is like 90, she's almost 100. She always asks me how my weight is going. 
Always. That's every family get together for me. And I'm just like, <laughs> and the thing is, she always remembers about it. She's like, oh, you lost a little weight since the last time you came, since the last time I saw you. Oh, you gained a little weight since the last time I saw you. I'm like, grandmother, like, are you happy to see me? I don't get that, but I get where I get monitored eating. Mm. Like, I'll go somewhere and you'll see, like, my cousin who are like skinnier than me, and they'll eat like three or four plates, and I'm getting my second one. They're like, Aren't you aren't you full already? You sure you want some more? Cool, child. You know you don't have to eat it if you see mm-hmm. it. And I was like, I'm sitting over here just eating my veggies. Just chill out, chill out. Oh my god. I know. So when I'm with my family, I don't eat that much. I only eat like one plate. I can't go out for seconds. I don't have that privilege. I used to reason well when I was when I was younger I didn't eat with my family because they said I ate like a white girl and I was pescatarian so <laughs> that's why I don't eat with them or if I had if I declined anything they were like you think you white I just want some good vegan fried chicken so what good vegan fried you want chicken. that right now like, or you meant in general right now is fine too oh I'm not okay. <laughs> Um, but just weird because they're super they're like that to me mm-hmm. but whenever I tell them I don't eat meat then there's a problem there too it's confusing it's very confusing yeah and when I was younger they'd be like well eat any you haven't ate enough so eat more eat more but then they would comment about my weight but they'll tell me to eat more mm. what do you want me to do here <laughs> yeah I just think that with us we're like I don't know. I think that also a lot of the food that we eat in our community is so much a part of our culture, which is in any culture, but um, that it's just like, okay, sometimes an offense when you don't eat, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we all know that like, okay, we should change our like, where you think about our health, you know what I mean? So, yeah. You said you had a question. Um... Oh, well, I kind of already asked it. I was like, the how people view kind of like Lizzo from everybody else when it comes to like... That was it. That, and I heard you mention earlier that you don't... About the shade room. Oh, the shade room. <laughs> okay, the shade room. Um, ask your question. I'm going to cut this out. Oh, I'm trying to remember all my questions. Hmm. Oh, it was, it's like a weird question. Um, do you think the shape room kind of... Intru- I'll introduce it. I'll introduce it. Do you think the shape room kind of contributes? I'll introduce it. No, I was going to ask you. Oh, okay. I was going <laughs> to introduce it, but go on. It was like... <laughs> ask your question. Go. <laughs> do you think the shape room kind of contributes to... Try again. Ask it again. I'm at- contributes to what? I was trying to finish my sentence. Okay. <laughs> do you think the shape room kind of contributes to... Um, how people feel about people, like the body positive movement, like whether it comes to like, what's that? Go again. Yeah, because you were laughing when you started. Sorry. Do you think that the shade room kind of contributes how people feel about the body positive movement? Uh, like yeah. when it comes to like even like trans people. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes I also think that people don't um necessarily include trans people into the body positive movement um especially turfs do you know what turfs are yeah i 
figured that out after the whole what is a turf jk rowling thing what's the turf pretty much uh i think it's like feminists who don't include people who are it is a trans exclusion exclusionist radical feminist yeah mm-hmm. um i think that the shade room contributes to an overall loss of self-care um <laughs> and hate I don't follow the shade room. I haven't followed the shade room for years just because I think that it's a lot of people sometimes in the comments yelling negative negativity, mm-hmm. um, especially when they are always inflamed when it comes to homophobia, to gay people and to mm-hmm. trans people, especially and fat black women. Yeah. Um, and these are all like gay people, trans people. I separate them because they have very different sometimes very different mm-hmm. issues and flat black fat black women are on the fringes of our culture and us as well as our society mm-hmm. they are usually the last regarded and i think that um in the shade room people can be so negative and no one is like thoughtful i don't know if it's because people don't have experiences but i also think that it shows there is a um a level of conservatism in our are in our culture mm-hmm. that people don't want to admit to. They say they're not Republicans, but they have Republican views. Republican views, Republican values. Yeah. They just don't always vote Republican. I don't I don't see how you can be for, you know, one cause, but you can't be for all of the causes because mm-hmm. at the end of the day we're all oppressed. So how can you not kind of like pull up the person who's also low next to you? Yeah. So, then, it's not like the shade room is even that deep. They're just doing it for engagement and clicks and likes. And money. And money. Mm-hmm. So, they know what they're doing. They may not act like they know what they're, they know what they're doing. Do you think that the shade room has some type of responsibility? I feel like it would be nice if it had some responsibility when it comes to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I guess it's supposed to be a quote-unquote news type of but also... It is not the news. I said, that's why I said quote-unquote. It is a gossip <laughs> blog. They have some journalists working for them who have, like, completely abandoned their craft. They're like the TMZ of Instagram, I think. Mm-hmm. Or for black people. Yeah, for black people. But, um, or just of Instagram. Yeah, I think that's that's true. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not following a news outlet. Maybe a media company, but not a news outlet. They don't give necessarily give information they just give a lot of opinions you know what i mean uh-huh. so i just think there's a lot of messiness that happens there um and it's mainly stuff i honestly don't care about like what i honestly don't watch love and hip-hop okay <laughs> i just i just don't care about it i actually used to watch love and hip-hop mm-hmm. i watched it a couple of times mm-hmm. and i only like it because of the hand movements that go on and i know that sounds weird but that was the only reason I really watched it. Because there was definitely some interesting hand movements. Hand movements? Like, girl, you know, da 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 da. Oh, girl. <laughs> da, 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 da. Okay. Because it was just so funny to me. <laughs> I get it. She's getting those steps in with her, her wrist movements. Mm-hmm, just, yeah. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> I never thought about it like that. And I guess also, like, I just. I don't know. I think I also don't associate well with it because of the views of like most of the people. Not most of the people, but the main people who comment. I don't mm-hmm. like really 
through with the reviews and why would i want something negative on my feed when i know it's gonna like stress me out yeah so my thing is like we have to deal with like sometimes dealing with life you're gonna get negative shit all the time there's gonna be negativity coming at you all the time why actively participate in something that's going to add to that you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. When people say, oh, I don't like the shade room. Why do they always do this? Why do, you know, like have so many complaints? I'm just like, unfollow it. Because the way Facebook and Instagram algorithms work is that if you follow something or you're liking things, you're going to continue to see those things. You're going to continue to see that. So that means that like whatever you're thinking or whatever opinions and ideals you're forming they're not going to be compromised. So you're going to have a continued one-track mind. You know what I mean? Like, it's like if someone, I guess, only lets you read one book for the rest of your life. Which is what they used to do with the Bible. But let's not go there. (laughs) Um, It's like if you only had one thing fed to you all the single every single time, that's what you know. You know what I mean? Then you're in a room where... It's like a vacuum. Right. Well, what is it? What is it? Uh, where you're yelling at each other in the same spot? What is it? I've never heard it's, of it. It's a literary term. I can't remember what it is. But it's like everybody is like saying the same things back to each other. Mm-hmm. So there's no like real thought happening. That's my issue with the shade room is that there's no... They're not doing anything good. They're not offering anything good. You know what I mean? Right. Like there's platforms, people, accounts like like offer like... Well, hell, it could be astrology or something like that. They offer something mm-hmm. that people can take with them. It's not always um, gossip and negativity. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's like empowerment. I know I follow um, R29 and Bothered. Yeah. That's like my favorite, mm-hmm. favorite thing. That's my, if I worked, that's a dream company. I would love to work for them yeah. one day. Um, yeah, they are the best. Instead of that, replace it with something more positive. Instead of what? Instead of like the shade room, replace it with something replace more positive. Replace it with something more positive. If I'm going to consume trash, at least I want to like pick what trash I consume. I watch my trash TV shows. Yes. That's all I need. <laughs> you watch your trash TV shows trash at that TV time. Yep. Yes. I get it. I'm going to cut it here. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Tea for the Queen podcast. I really enjoyed this conversation with Dolly and I hope that you guys go to the website of projectbeauty.org to get involved, to see how you can get involved. Even if you are able to physically be involved, I'm sure there's a way you can virtually satellite be involved with the organization. They're doing wonderful things. Um, if you have any rates or reviews or questions, please remember to put it on the reviews in iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Or you can just go to tforthequeen.com, shoot me an email, and let me know what you think. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Have a great day. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network, with gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply.